What is up everyone, it is Skylar here, and in a strange twist of events, I am by myself to announce the giveaway winner of our latest giveaway on Instagram. Chandler, Dan, and Wyatt are all doing just fine. They just had extenuating circumstances that made them unable to be here today. But without further ado, I guess I'll get to the really good stuff that you're here to find out. I got the spreadsheet and I'm hitting the button right now to see who's going to win. It looks like the winner is Rachel or Evermore Adventurous on Instagram. Thank you so much for participating in our giveaway, for leaving reviews and for tagging all those people. We really hope that you enjoy what is hatching here on the podcast and Evermore. I know, dumb pun. Um... Thank you to everyone else who participated in the giveaway. We really appreciate you participating and engaging with us and being a part of what we have to say. We hope to see you in the future and hope to give you many more chances to win. So be on the lookout for what might be coming. As we all know, Mythos is just around the corner. Hey there folks, world walkers and everfolk alike. Welcome to World Talkers, an Evermore fan cast. Are you ready for a fantastical journey beyond the portal of Evermore? Fortune tellers and barkeeps beware, for here there be dragons. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is Skylar here. I'm going to be your host for this episode. We're glad to have you and glad to be here and talk about all things Evermore. Today we have some good things in store and hosting with me are my very good friends who me, need to introduce me, themselves. Me, Wyatt. <laughs> I will introduce myself. I am Wyatt. Hey guys, it's Chandler. And I am Daniel, your best friend, your your uh, huggy buddy and oh. your and your and your cuddly bunch. I'm here for you. How's it going? Oh, okay. Just outdo okay. the rest of us. Okay. Thank you. Sorry about my intro. He's got to be more. Because I was the last one, so I have to be yeah. extra. Oh, okay. Because otherwise, he's, you know, you get looked down upon as mm. the last one. Okay. Exactly. That's how it goes. Gotta like, make it special. That's how I felt getting picked at sports. If I was the last one, I always felt bad. And that's basically. <laughs> well, and I wouldn't know that feeling. I never got picked last. Oh, is that because you never all. played sports? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was a pretty really low blow. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, we're nerds. Yes, yes, we are. Um, anyway, welcome to the episode. As you may have noticed, we may sound a little different than normal. Why is that, Skylar? We're no longer in your bedroom. Hallelujah. <laughs> we are currently residing uh, in our local library's recording studio. Little did you know that sometimes public libraries have more than books. They have cool stuff like this where they have like mics and a nice setup. So we're very grateful for Provo City Library. Um, letting us use their stuff. It's very, very cool. If you're in the area, just like for like locals, check it out. They have a class that you can take. It's very fun. Yeah, not only that, they also have like a bunch of lighting and green screen stuff that you can do as well. And like a whole soundboard and mixer. And yeah, it, it's good. I really like it. We're super happy to have this new space because with this, we're going to be able to host some upcoming interviews that we're having planned of cast and crew members of Evermore Park. So be on the lookout for that as that is going to be coming pretty soon. Yeah, we have a lot of great stuff coming up, including more and one more giveaway that we will be doing. So look out for that, everyone, on our Instagram at World Talkers. 
So, so what's on the agenda for today? Well, what's on the agenda for today is that I wanted to personally discuss something um, that we've mentioned before in some previous episodes, mm -hmm. and that is how things at Evermore Park, we didn't necessarily like them in a linear manner. However, we were recently able to go to Evermore's headquarters and meet with some of the staff there. And in their, uh, in their headquarters, they have a model of the original concept of Evermore Park. And for some reason, when I just saw that, it kind of clicked in my brain, the, initial, mm -hmm. the, uh, the original concept of being a linear park and having those stories and how it changed Cause that it, in cause my it head. Because it was a big 45-acre thing, something or other. And essentially, like there would be different areas within the park that you could go into that would each have their own little stories. Um, so far as like we could understand, like that's how it would work. And in those areas, you would experience a linear story. Because with the way that Evermore is currently set up as it is smaller than the 45-acre thing, having a linear like walkthrough doesn't make much sense. You'd probably do it in about 30 minutes. But with that massive park, you could do a number of things and spend your entire time there and enjoy the linear stories rather than sort of the running around fetch quest type of thing that we're doing right now with the current setup. Yeah, it definitely adds to the what I would call replayability or the ability that you can come back to evermore uh, as it is right now it's a little bit too small if it were just the same adventure each time that you're being led through right but with such a huge park you really could keep going back and say this time we wanted to go adventure the pirate ship or mm -hmm. the haunted catacombs i don't know but we definitely saw that model and understood a little bit more of what evermore was originally going to be and we even understand the problems that Evermore Park is facing and why they're coming up a little bit more. I, I think we can kind of give them a little bit more credit than sometimes we've been uh, apt to give a them. little, A little more critical of, yeah. of the linear model. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I think uh, maybe, maybe what we can do for you is throw up a picture of that model on our Instagram, maybe. But to give you a scope of reference, it, it was a huge model. It, to me, it looked like a university campus. Like when when I think of a university campus, that's when I thought of of this scale model that they had. So that's kind mm. of the the scope that I was thinking that this place was going to be very so, very big. Uh, so I guess like quick question: What university have you seen that has a pirate ship and a lagoon that you can sail out onto? Uh, university of Florida, the Tampa Bay Pirates. That's NFL team, but you know I'm trying to prove <laughs> you wrong. So uh, how do you well, like that? Uh, well, you 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 pr you proved me wrong by being wrong about the thing you were <laughs> using so i think in the end still right but adapt comparison i think in terms of like the size and like the general yeah, feel yeah. of what you'd be experiencing yeah, yeah. you know yeah. i'm just impressed that you knew a sports team i i know no sports team so sports ball sports, sports ball, ball sports ball put the ball in one place take it to another that's how sports goes <laughs> i don't know what you're <laughs> referencing but yes that's it's just it's just me baby it's from his brain also, what kind of helped me along with this is some people had, had recommended and I'd seen around the TV show The Quest. Um, mm -hmm. I personally watched that, and when I watched that and then saw the model at Evermore, I was just like, yeah, I could get on board with this. I could get on board with something like this where I go with my friends and like perhaps there's more puzzles to solve and more of like a linear story in that kind of regard. But, but with, yeah, with the current scale of Evermore Park, I don't think a linear story would necessarily work. I think it could once the park is fully fleshed out. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's one or two different stories that you could do. Um, perhaps as like an Aurora season or, or just like an offshoot season instead of like a full season. I don't know. So, so when we say linear story, are, we're talking about the idea of like you're in a group with the tour guide who is showing you around the park 
and then once that's done, the, the experience is kind of over slash you're kind of left to your own devices to wander about the park as you see fit. That it's a standard 30, 45 hour, whatever show 30, or, or 30, guide or tour. 30, 45 hour, 30 minutes, 45 <laughs> minutes to yeah, an hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hours. I, I, I was like, whoa, 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 that's long. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But give me idea, 30. Uh-huh. <laughs> the idea being it's a self-contained tour with a tour guide and you are being shown things and then you are done. Mm-hmm. Potentially doing some interacting li- little things here and there, but to use like the role-playing game term, like it's it's a little more railroaded in, in nature, but I think the the power of a railroaded story is it takes you from one place and moves you to another very effectively and you enjoy the scenic view along the way. Like it is, like it's something that, th- th- there's power in that sort of form of storytelling that I think with that set up forevermore at the large park made sense. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with the linear story. It, there For me, when there's a linear story, it helps with a payoff in the end mm-hmm. because the, the beginning can hint and drop a lot more like secrets mm-hmm. that you can see impact a little more immediately rather than having to, you know, come back, uh, you know, multiple times and try and dig through that. Mm-hmm. And with the, and, and, and again, the sense, the sense is all just kind of speculation on our part yeah. about like how, how it w- would have run. Like that's just kind of us piecing together. Oh, this is what we know about it. I think... Uh, some more speculation regarding the general like linear storyline of things the railroaded whatever um because of the size of the park and all of the stories that are going on like you could still have an overarching story that you were essentially just experiencing a piece at a time in different spaces that could all contribute to a bigger story which would also be very fun seeing how things happening in one area of the park are affecting another and Again, there's there's the replay value. Is today we went and we did this and this story. Now we have to come back and do this one and this one to see how it plays into what we did over here and so on. Like it's uh, if and when hopefully Evermore is able to get up to that size, which would be awesome. I think that'd be a very fun thing to experience. But that's way down the line. Uh, but we can just hope and pray for stuff like that. Yeah, and if that were to come to pass, if if you know our our dreams and wishes were com- to come true, I would want not necessarily a fully guided thing. Like I I would still want choice and or at least the illusion of choice for in moments, right? So kind of a hybrid between the two, of being I don't want to be, I don't want my hand to be held the entire time, yeah. right? I still want it to be an interactive story, and I think that they would do well uh, with that just because of how Evermore is, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that could potentially be, in my mind, like a little bit of a choose-your-own-adventure, such as like video games like Detroit Become Human, or I don't know, that's the only one that comes to mind right now. But basically, based on a choice that you make, it would lead you somewhere else in the park, Mm -hmm. potentially, and then you could experience a different story that time, which would make... Uh, the replay like replayability of that particular like quest adventure even heightened because right. each time you're like oh did I make the right choice this time what if next time I go I make a different choice what's the story then and how does that alter the things going on yeah and then they would have all sorts of options to choose from one of them being doing just like a hybrid thing in the park some areas might be a little more choose your own some areas might be a little more hold your hand railroady and it would be very interesting to see how the original concept played out if it was if that was ever more right now yeah and i and i i would be super interested to know like what was the reason for 
not going with such a large park? Are they wanting to give it a go again, like at another location? Uh, they've kind of said that this might be a little, I mean, money. Yeah, Make it, making <laughs> it more like of a profitable venture. I right. Could see, uh, start start small, fail big. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah it's like yeah, you gotta you gotta build up to your dreams. And I want that huge park that I can go wander. Oh, it looked so amazing. Then the model was incredible. Yeah, I really liked it and and really wanted that to to come. So I think we have some other stuff that we wanted to talk about today, right, Skylar? Yes, we do. Uh, particularly the reason why I brought that up is because this this kind of idea up is that we're we're reviewing a little more of the kind of creative ideas that Evermore Park has been doing and and some of the experiments and like parties that they've been doing. Today we're going to be reviewing the New Year's Eve party and then we will also be reviewing something called the Magic Campfire that happened at Evermore. You may have heard of it, you may have not. Um, we'll, we'll discuss that and describe it a little bit more when we get to it. But to start off, I, I think we should start off with the New Year's Eve party and discuss how how that went down as there is potentially a masquerade ball party coming up mm. and, and seeing how that may function similarly or, or differently than, right. than the New Year's Eve party. So as you can imagine, the New Year's Eve party was a big old party held December 31st that ran into New Year's and it was just a big event, fun interactions with characters while you were there. Uh, two different sections of the park for general admissions and VIP members and then... It ended off with a big old fireworks show. That's kind of just a brief overview synopsis to get us started. First and foremost, we had, like Daniel was saying, we had a, an exclusive VIP storyline or plot quest line uh, with Drifa confronting the king. Puka, the kind of guardian of the, the ancient guardian of the forest, returned and he then confronted the queen and Drifa and Reiner all about kind of their mystical, magical effects on the weather uh, and what was going on, and he wanted everyone to be friends, as an ancient forest guardian does. He wants peace, right? Yeah, and as we mentioned before in in our Aurora review, we really had a super fun time this night, or, or, or New Year's Eve night, because that was the night that a lot of the tableaus happened and that we felt like there was a lot of, of story coming forth. Right, we moved from the Christmas feeling to actually Evermore quests and story happening. Now, was it exclusively tableaus, or was it like you could talk to the characters and get more out of them? Or was it just like, here are the tableaus, this is it? So the, the, the characters were out and about, you could talk to them, certainly. But si- similar to the way that the park was functioning during the rest of Aurora, like with like the scheduled tableaus, it was a similar thing where y- you'd, you'd be going throughout the night, you would hear... Drifa, uh, like I, what I should say is, uh, just outside of the burrows, be there at nine thirty. Something is going to be happening. A similar type of a deal. Mm, okay. And and I also felt as if the characters were a little more, you know, open to speaking, giving a little bit more of the story. But then when we asked certain questions that night and then came back after the New Year's Eve party, that was when I, I started to feel that I'm like, hey, I'm asking these same questions about stuff that you were willing to talk about freely during the New Year's Eve party, but now you're not responding to what they are. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of was why I got a little frustrated because I'm like, we've, we've talked about this before. Why, why can we not talk about it now? Um, and, and the response that I just kind of kept getting was like, oh, well, well, I, I forget. Mm. And I'm just like, mm. 
Anyway, but the, 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 the New Year's Eve party was still really, really fun. And I enjoyed the quests that were going on then because Puka was like, hey, all of your infighting with the Aurorans is making the weather here cold, in unnatural cold. Uh, so what did it look like? Was it just Evermore, or did they have special decorations for the New Year's? From what I can remember, it wasn't much different as far as the decorations and everything goes. They definitely had the New Year's Eve theme coming in. They had a, a live DJ that was there playing our music, right? Popular music that people could dance to. Uh, his stage lighting and, and special effects of that DJ. Uh, but as far as everything else, pretty much the same as, as Aurora had been this entire time. They did have little white tents showing where the VIP section began, where you would check in to get your bracelets and everything um, that would say that you were either a VIP or general admission. And if you were going to drink, because for the first time, Evermore had alcohol that they were selling, uh, which we hadn't seen until at that point, except for the FanX party. Yeah, I believe they had it at the FanX party. None of us were able to make it to that party, and so that's why I think we say that this was the first time. But, uh, you know. Uh, maybe going a little bit off course, but I, I'm just, I, I didn't go. Maybe that's why I'm asking all these questions, because I that's am totally interested fine. myself. Yeah. Um, what was the difference between the VIP and like the common area? What amenities did you enjoy rather than the other guests? And, and did these tableaus happen in VIP sections, or were they happening for the rest of the park as well? All good questions. Um, so the big things were basically like, if you look at the, the overall design of Evermore Park, they kind of have like an inner ring that's walkable, and then they have the buildings and whatnot that, that are accessible outside of that ring. Um, essentially, any locate like any building that you would typically go into uh, to go interact with characters, the tavern, the burrows, the mausoleum, those locations, those were all VIP sections. And the general admission section just had the dance floor area uh, where the DJ was at. And, uh, sadly, they didn't have much space for people in that area to get out of the cold. Uh, a lot of the buildings where you could go do that were in the VIP section. And it, it made sense, like, they were using the VIP to tell the story, yes. right? The the quests and the tableaus were unique to the, the VIP section, so you needed to pay a little bit more to kind of enjoy that. But yeah, those, those story elements, the building, the characters, those were all within that VIP section. The, the general admission area felt to me just kind of like a nice place to be if you wanted to watch a fireworks show. I prob if, if I had gone with the general admission ticket, I probably wouldn't have stayed the entire night. I probably would have just come just before the fireworks show began because they, they didn't have as much. The VIP section was, again, just like the space where everything was happening. Right, and we actually saw multiple people, uh, multiple guests, actually buy the general admission or come with the, the tickets for the, the general admission and upgrade to the VIP, maybe because they didn't know there was kind of more special, or maybe they were pretty disappointed with how that general admission kind of mm -hmm. area was, because it was lackluster, and I agree, the VIP section was where it was at the entire night. And and with that, that New Year's theme, like, we had, of course, the fireworks at the very end, and how were those guys? How were those fireworks? Oh, my goodness. It, it, it felt like... It I don't know how long they really lasted, but it felt like a very long show. Um, it was uh, breathtaking. The fireworks were s just spectacular. 
Um, I, I, I typically don't enjoy fireworks shows very much because I'm a sad person. No, I, I just, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why, but this one, this one was fun. And I don't know if it was just because I'm in Evermore and I'm experiencing this. But in general, I would say this compared to other firework shows I've seen where just it was out of their league. It was really awesome. It was it was quite spectacular. Definitely they put a lot of effort and, and budget into it and it was well worth it. Yeah, I'd agree with Dan in the regards that it seemed like it went on forever. I was kind of like, oh, well, this part's the finale, and then it just kind of kept going. And I'm like, oh, well, then certainly this part's the finale, and then it kept going. And I'm like, wow, this is a really good fireworks show. Like, this is uh, kind of above and beyond even most, like, city firework performances, if not some amusement park, like, other amusement park firework shows I've seen. Yeah, it was on par with, with those bigger shows, which was impressive for what some people think of this as being a small venture just in Utah, right? Like mm-hmm. it was it was quite spectacular. So other than dancing and tableaus, was there any other special VIP treatment maybe in the form of other activities or food? Yes, they did have they they, they did have quite a bit of uh stuff like 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 we mentioned they had the drinks, they had the alcohol, they had sodas and whatnot. Um, they had these nice mugs that you can get while you were there and that nice copper cups. Nice exclusive mugs, which we ran to get. We did. Yeah. Yeah. You guys brought them home and sh- flashed them in front of my face. We, little Evermore symbol on the bottom. We were the first people yes. in the park. Um, yes. Well, <laughs> other, other than the, the, the very important people. Uh, other, uh, other than the VIP VIPs yeah. who probably didn't even have to buy a VIP ticket because they were so VIP. We were the front of the line, we should say. We, we, we were the front <laughs> of the line, yeah. I, I know I got super anxious and I was there like two two hours I early. Think, yeah, like, I think it opened like it, I think it opened at <laughs> 8. We were there at like 6.30. Yeah, something like that. I don't, I don't remember the exact time. We were there early. Yeah, We, we appreciate Skylar's anxiety when it comes to being late and, and getting to places on time or even early, really. Uh, it's sometimes a little bit stressful getting, you know, getting up and going, but hey, we appreciate it when we're there first in line. Mm-hmm. What a bunch of nerds. You nerd nerds. alert, nerd alert. Nerds. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, to, to get back to Wyatt's question really quick, in terms of food and other things that they had there, yes, they did have uh, some really nice catered, charcuterie and meats and cheeses find things that you can go dine and sort of uh eat sort of like pick at during the night I, in terms of like full meals you aren't going to get like full meal which would be cool but they couldn't do that for every single person who purchased a vip ticket i think we're looking forward to that when the actual tavern or the actual like restaurant cafe, cafe opens up mm-hmm so when when that happens, awesome. But yeah, so they, they they just have those set up in the tavern and in the burrows, and you could just go snack, 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 chat with your favorite characters, and uh, meet some very nice wait staff who had been hired in by the park. So that was very nice. And and did I hear you right, Dan? You said it, they were they were serving shark, uh, sh- charcuterie, shark charcuterie, charcuterie. I, I'm not sure what, uh, what is so? It's fancy for random stuff. It's a oh, so it's 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 the it's the meat cheeses and sort of hardish breads uh, that you 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 find often at 
fine establishments <laughs> uh, where it's like, ooh, we're super fancy. We're going to eat thinner meat than you. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, those cheeses, mm, they, so good. Yeah, they were actually good. I, I really do like charcuterie because mm-hmm. I love cheeses and, yeah. and having all that varieties and of cheese. Kind of those finger foods where we're quite delicious. They also delicate. had some truffles and macaroons and cupcakes and other things that were there. They had, so, 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 so you had some more savory, you had some more sweet. As to go along as you were going throughout the park, if you ever got parched, they had lo- location where you, where you could go, refill your cups and whatnot throughout the park. So it was it was very nice. They well thought out in terms of the VIP section with the flow and yeah. the general ambiance was fantastic. Ah, it is evermore. What can you expect? A lot of things because they, they fulfill on that promise. <laughs> that's that's very true. That's what I think. Right. So... You, we, how did you guys get the VIP tickets? Were they just, you had to buy them? Got them online. Externally? Yep, we bought them online, or you could buy them at the, at park, the park, as we said before, like if you'd bought general admission or just showed up day of. Um, I mean, that is kind of a gamble because they were limited ticket uh, ticket slots for VIP section. Um, on Online, they had like a counter of how many were available. And I don't remember what the number was now, but I was watching it to see. Uh, I, th- I think I think somewhere between 700, 800 is yeah. what it felt like, and I, I don't think they sold all of them. So like, it I, it it, yeah. it faci- in terms of my mind from like a business standpoint, it facilitated those people from general admissions that wanted to upgrade. Like they still had that buffer space, yeah. where they could be like, we still have more, we can give them to other people that want to upgrade. What were the uh, price points? Uh, if I remember correctly, the general admission was $40. I'm not 100% certain on that because I just didn't even, I didn't even take a second glance at that because I'm like, Evermore VIP? Yep, that one. $60. I don't care what it is price. I will do it. Yes, uh, it, it was, it, it, for us, I would say that it was it was well worth it. It was uh, a really great time. The, just d- d- despite sort of like the general admission location not being the best despite like the the dance area which was fun we we busted a few moves out there Uh, everything else was spectacular the story that started developing was great Uh, the character interactions that we had one-on-one especially with uh, king Eirik and queen lila all, all of those characters some of our favorites again just spectacular the fireworks show amazing the food the music the all the stuff uh in a fine package, the New Year's party was well worth the price of admission, and it's it's been worth it since then, since we've been able to talk about it and just share in the fact that we had that experience together since then. It was well worth the price of admission for VIP, not so much oh, the uh, general admission. No, right, right. For for VIP, which yeah. which in, in my mind was the real reason why you would go. Right. So, like, the VIP ticket... In my mind, like the way that I've been thinking about, it, like that's that was that's the admission. Yeah, that's getting into Evermore. Right. Right. So I guess going along with that, we could probably get into our overall review of what we thought of the New Year's Eve party. We kind of kind of shared some of it right there, um, of of how you know the the one criticism criticism that we might have is is rather than just having a VIP section with nothing to do in the general admission section. Perhaps just making the whole park a higher price and just having the whole park be a VIP party is mm-hmm. kind of what I think we liked. Or if or or if they did want to keep the general admissions area, something that that I was just chatting with Skylar a little bit earlier before we were recording this was that if they had one building 
that the uh, general admissions could get into. Maybe the tavern, since it's so close, or the burrows, where they could maybe get some food, uh, but maybe that would be a priced thing where they would have to buy into that. Or they could upgrade and then get into the rest of the park and enjoy those things as a complimentary fare. So I just if, again, from a hypothetical business standpoint yeah. like that's kind of just like what 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 could have been improved for the general admissions yeah um while also still being an effective way of running a business as it were right like instead of having the general admission be like five percent or or five i don't know five percent of of kind of what you're getting Make it a little bit closer to fifty percent and or twenty five percent, and then have the VIP really opened up. Right. Yeah. And again, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we're not oh, super totally. business savvy. We we're, we are we're just not trying geniuses. To, yeah. We're just trying to get, show a little love to the park that we love, right? Yeah, we'll throw, out some, ideas throw out some ideas right. to whoever is listening. Uh, and on that on that note, with our with. With our, I guess, suggestions or whatever, let's move on to Im- improvements. What did we think was exceptional at the New Year's Eve party? I loved the exclusivity of certain products. The Aurora pin, which we have highlighted in our giveaways. Yes. Uh, that came out of the, the New Year's Eve party. We were ex- super excited about that exclusive mug. We wished that the Aurora pin would have stayed a little bit more exclusive just because we want to, we want to collect, right? I think that's something that we, that we really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and we, we, we went there feeling like, Oh, we have to collect this for a reason because it isn't going to be around right. for very long. But again, I do understand from the standpoint of like, well, we made all of these things. We do need to sell them. So that's, that's, that's understandable. And we yeah. still got that with the mug. We got that with the mug. Yeah. And we I got that with yeah, the mug. love that mug. Still have it sitting there proudly yeah. displayed. I have my Evermore shrine as well on my dresser. Uh, you guys don't know this, but I, I drink from your mugs when you're not looking. Come on, uh, man. You, I, I don't know how you get to mine. It is literally in a locked room whenever I leave. Oh, I get in there. <laughs> he, cl- he, he thinks he, it's locked. He climbs in outside at like the window scales. I the live wall. on the third floor. Yes, <laughs> Wy- so Wyatt is a very nimble <laughs> man. He's very agile. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can get what I want when I'm motivated enough. Well, all right. So, <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't even want to think about that. So, the, so those so those highlights and 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 extraordinary parts that we have was that they had some good new merch that yep. we had, yep. and of course the jaw dropping fireworks that were just utterly stunning. Right. Um, and the, and the story developments, I really loved yeah. those there at the VIP yes. section. Then and then maybe maybe to to wrap it up like we do with our, our lore and aurora review, was it worth it? Yes. Yes. Again, like 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 we said, in terms of like the price of admission, all like all, all the stuff, well w- well worth the price of what you were paying, if you were in the VIP section. Yeah, I'd go along with that. I think the VIP section is what was worth it. I wouldn't buy a general admission ticket, uh, just because. Again, there wasn't anything there that appealed to me other than like a dance floor and the opportunity to watch fireworks. What I'm going for is the story, the exclusive merch, and then all of the free food was just a great boon on top of it because I got I get I get snackish as I quest. Totally. Yeah. So like I- I- in the future, if the general admission area included the cafe that yeah. c- could 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 be opening, then I think that that the general admission section might be a little more reasonable for those who are just going for a venue 
but because we are going for more than that, again, that's just like the one difficulty of saying ah, that that part might not be so worth it. Right. Like I, I chose to spend New Year's Eve at Evermore for the fantasy, for the mm-hmm. story, for the questing and not necessarily for the venue. Right. Like I could go anywhere. I could see anything. I could even park outside for those fireworks, even though they were amazing. But uh, and I was definitely there for that VIP section. So why having not gone, uh, do you think it's worth it? Well, I, I plan on going <laughs> next year for, for sure, yeah. for sure. Excellent. And uh, maybe next year I'll bring a little honey. Ooh, speaking of romance. You, you're not allowed to bring food in the park. I was talking about girls. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so hard to believe? <laughs> Still one of my highlights of the night was seeing Drifa and, and Reiner hold arms, mm, staring yes. up in the sky on the ridge, looking up out on the fireworks that yes. was amazing yes. yeah wonderful getting cute it was it was super sweet it was very nice it warmed my heart speaking of warmth that is both magical and fun let's talk about the magic campfire so if we're talking about magic campfire it's important to note that magic campfire was the end of aurora it was at it, so it was at their very end finale the very night. end and I, I i would say that the magic campfire wasn't so much of a story element as it was Evermore testing something out, using it as a way of showing their biggest fans some of the things that they're working on, as well as people who would potentially come and invest in the park. So it was just kind of like, hey, come look at some of the interesting new developments that go beyond the typical scope of Evermore. Yes. If if I remember correctly, Magic Campfire was actually a collaboration with another company Yes, um, called Infinite. Mag- Infinite, Infinite Kingdoms. Kingdoms, that's what it was. And then Infinite Kingdoms was doing this tech demo of Magic Campfire in conjunction with Evermore Park. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A- end of Aurora's season, not necessarily part of Aurora's story. It yeah. was literally the last thing they did before they closed up shop until this upcoming Mythos season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, w- basically all we heard kind of going from our standpoint was yeah. that there was this awesome new tech and a new building that they unveiled just for this demonstration called Drakenhaven. Mm-hmm. It was an old kind of abandoned hunting lodge lodge for the Vikings that had been recently discovered by Jordani. And he was kind of housed there. And as we uh, heard throughout the night uh, that we needed to get a special VIP ticket from one of the characters. So we had to get a VIP ticket from one of the characters in the park. Uh, and so our, our thought was going in, well, who is the best person in the entire park and the most fleshed out character that I want to just hang out with all the time? Seftis. <laughs> Settle, Dan. No no, 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 no. We each thought, who is a character that yeah. we have a special bond with? I went to the goblins. <laughs> yes, it is true. I, it is I true. have certain connections with them he does having a goblin name skylar where did you go i went to the male the myth the legend sir philip humphrey postmaster general in order to glean information about these vip tickets and i stayed home so i was not at this one either. which was a bummer you definitely yeah. need to join us more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shame on you missed I'm out sorry I'm missed sorry. out <laughs> obligations drove me away yeah and you and you run a podcast about evermore you know i'm a fraud <laughs> so it's no. good no, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. I, I, it's it's yeah. it's it's important to have those different points of view. Yeah. Um. And so we we went to all these different people. Um. 
ultimately, I think Septus was the one who was the dealer of the tickets. Right. Uh, the goblins didn't have anything there for me. I went to Sykes, the town crier, who I also was friends with, and he pointed me towards Septus. So, yes, Septus was kind of our the main point of contact there. You could say he was the dealer? Uh, he, he was he, he was sort of the gatekeeper of sorts of these tickets, um, showing my immense knowledge of saying he's clearly the best character. Um, <laughs> and he, 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 he was obviously the one uh, to go to from the very beginning. Yeah. All I'm correct. saying is the the goblins, Sykes, all of them, Sir Philip Humphrey, all of them are amazing characters that we love. Continue with your love of Septus, though. Yes, and so with session with my oh, borderline uh, <laughs> with with my very close friendship with our good boy Septus, um, we were able to find out that I- in order to get a ticket from him, we'd have to do uh, a great exchange, play a game, do something to show him that we were worth giving this exclusive important item uh i happened to gamble with him i i i threw down some gold and we played our classic game of dead man's toss you stand about an arm's length and a bit more away from this table toss a coin into a cup the first one to sink the coin wins i sunk it the first time which is quite impressive our our daniel here is has been practicing a little bit, I think. I I hadn't been practicing, but I was visualizing the look of joy and elation on Septus's face when he saw that I was becoming more and more worthy of one day being <laughs> his apprentice and maybe best friend or roommate. I don't know if you're looking for roommates, Septus, but uh, it's just. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but it was uh, it w- it was just a really fun moment that I. I I got to feel special, and then I um, got got immediately rewarded with a fun VIP ticket. How did I get a ticket? Yeah, Dan gave you stuff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> did Dan I give you all tickets? I Dan got all the tickets, no. but not but not all of them. Essentially, we had to trade or gamble with Septus, and mm-hmm. I traded some items uh, for which were given to me by my good friends, uh, Skyler and, da- and Daniel, mm-hmm. and I was able to get one. Skyler, how'd you get yours? Uh, I spent all of the party's gold. <laughs> we we trusted him with our pouch of gold. We had a lot of gold. <laughs> and we had so much gold. And without telling anyone, without warning anyone. He did warn me. Oh, <laughs> I, I told Dad. I knew. <laughs> I, was I supported off, him. I was off trying to get a ticket, and next thing I know, we're broke. Hey, we still had silver. We just <laughs> ran out of gold. Uh, and we still had our friendship. Yeah. The most valuable item of all. It's like two full handfuls of gold. It was well, it was like two pouches full of gold. It yeah. took a so lot. Gold. A lot of questing it, to get it that gold. It was like all the gold that we had collected from Lore and Aurora. So yeah. but sorry we, about but that. But we did trade. He did trade the gold for mm-hmm. the exclusive ticket. Yeah. So it was fine. We all got in. Uh, we had to go to the table, present the ticket, and get in for a specific showtime. So, so the building in question, the new building in question, yes, Drakenhaven. Where was it in park? So they in the back right section of the park. If you're walking in from the front, it's in the back right. There is a section that is known as like the ruins. That's kind of what it's colloquially okay, referred yeah, yeah, to yeah, as. Yeah. And just just behind there is a 
uh, building on like raised platforms, which is Drakenhaven. So you would go through back there. They had a nice, uh, similar to the New Year's party, as a space to get some food, actual meals, um, and drinks and whatnot, complimentary to you. Uh, you got to sit, hang out by the fire. It was very nice. And then when your time for the show, they had like shows running every half hour. When your time uh, came up, they would round you up and then you'd be introduced to the concept of the Magic Campfire. And and what exactly was that? Like what was the concept of the Magic Campfire? Yeah, so first of all, just wanted to note Skylar and Dan went in together yes. in the same group. I was in another group, so we may have different uh, different experiences here as everything was different. But Variety is the spice of life. Variety is the spice of life. Anyway, so we got in there. We all gathered together around this real fire mm-hmm. uh, and were presented with these etched branches or... or so like log type logs. things. Mm-hmm. And they had different faces on them, different designs. We were told to select one that called to us, right? That that we enjoyed. We were then told that this would be our log. And, and and what did everybody choose for their log? Had one with a lady face on it. Nice. That called to you. Uh, yeah. so, something so, something about a uh, lady who could never pay attention to me was like, "This is uh, normal and expected." That's. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Dad. It's okay. I am dating someone now, so that's all right. It's all right. Everything's all right. Everything's okay. Everything is a-okay. I think I selected just the nearest one. It was kind of an old man, really wise face on it. That's also the one I got. Oh. Oh, That fits both of you. Oh. Not that you're old, but you are wise. Oh, thank you. My little wise friend. I just liked it because I thought he was a wizard, and I like magic wizards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And just 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 before they gave us the logs, they they had a period where when we gathered together with the group that we would go in, um, one of the fellows who was in charge uh, uh, asked us questions, kind of got got to know us, which played into the Magic Campfire experience as we were ultimately led up with our group. Um, up this sort of winding pathway, we spoke with Jardani momentarily, and we go in with him uh, into this sort of Viking lodge. Beautiful building, by the way. Yeah. Uh, dragon eggs everywhere. A huge dragon bust up on the wall. Uh, w- wonderfully done, as we have come to expect and see from Evermore Park. Yeah, part of my favorite part of Drakenhaven was just simply walking up to the building. You were walking through, uh, as I said, kind of in the review, we were walking through tall grass. There was a giant egg in like a wheelbarrow that was almost as big as I was. And I'm just like, this is epic and exciting. There were, I don't know what else to call them other than tiki torches, but like kind of torches lighting the way. And in them, right below the flame, there were kind of baskets holding dragon eggs in each one and it was just it felt like this dragon haven this this old viking lodge for hunting dragons perhaps it was it was really fun so we walk in uh we see that all these fun items these things collected over the ages and there are a bunch of benches that are seated around uh a sort of uh campfire type of a deal it just looked like a small like uh I, what what 
What is T- the shape? TP? A, 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 TP, a, TP? A, a TP, like, campfire yeah. that set up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the logs are laid against each other. Exactly. Uh, we, we came in, we sat down, we were asked to set our logs next to the fire, and we were graced with a show that uh, ultimately turned into that, that hey, this, this campfire is a being. It has magic infused inside of it, and it was able to get to know us through these logs that called to us and those things that we talked about uh, earlier on with the fellow who was leading the show uh, were s- some of it was brought back up as oh look at this thing that it, that that now knows you because of this uh, thing that has been suffused with your energy so it was really it was it was a cool concept yeah. And, and that's what I got the feeling of. I, I kind of like the idea of it. There was a little show, basically, all that really happened, and I think the point that they were trying to highlight is that the logs would, quote-unquote, remember you. Yes. Um, as if this was like an item that you would buy and then carry around with you wherever you went in Evermore or in the Magic Campfire experience. And when you walked up to the campfire, it would remember you and call you by name and, and be like, oh, welcome back, Dan. Welcome to the campfire. Um, oh, thanks, Sparky. Yeah, Sparky was the Sparky the, was the name of the magic campfire. Yeah, and and so there was like a little show, a little light show, highlighting some technology, and uh, but the main idea I think that they were trying to sell was was the fact that these logs will remember you and share stories of other people. Right, and and I think before we even get into the infinite kingdoms, yeah, concept, their technology and whatever. Let's not forget that this was actually in to hype us all up for mythos yes. and yes, for everything, yes, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. We go in, we talk to Sparky. Sparky opens a portal for a shadow dragon, yeah. right? Um, I, I don't necessarily know if that's canon because it was kind of this isolated moment mm-hmm. and who knows, but Jardani was there leading the entire thing. Uh, making it the point that the portal was opened and this dragon came through and then was sent back. I think in regards to like how canon typically works, this just kind of fits in like a rumor aspect of it, as in Magic Campfire wasn't necessarily canon, um, but more more like, hey, this is a rumor type story right. where some of it could be true, some of it's not. Like and, and in terms of the story and the way it was presented, they had some digital screens that they had set up so we would be essentially be watching this presentation that Sparky was walking us through um, and uh, again a part of the whole like idea behind the magic campfire is that the the people who are in charge of it kind of have this very romantic idea of storytelling and collaborative storytelling and how a- ages ago like this is how people would come together is they would come sit by the campfire and exchange stories and tales uh, and they want that to be a similar experience that people can have it evermore and so one of the tales that was told was sort of this early history of the fire um, of of the storytelling and then ultimately into the magical mythical beast of the dragon uh, the portal is opened and then we got to experience some of the uh, other aspects of the show which is sort of a 
some compressed air stuff shooting around and like little uh, sensors like that would like vibrate in your seats that would mimic the or at least help you get into the mindset of oh something is walking just behind me and it's blowing air on my legs and it's uh, it's this dragon that could anything could happen so we have to be really quiet and we have to let Giordani walk this thing through or else something terrible could happen right uh, that was the story aspect of it. That's how it yeah. connects to Evermore. They were using this to really give us a hint of what is coming in Mythos, right? Dragons are coming. And I I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the story. Um, what do you guys think of the actual magic campfire that was proposed or that the whole idea was, is this something that you could see in Evermore, right? Well, when you guys came home and described this to me, and and especially the point of like having a device that remembers the deeds that you did or the things about yourself, mm-hmm. I was kind of on board. I was like, okay, that sounds very interesting, very cool. You could go around, you could maybe take a break from the park after talking with characters, sit in a campfire, and have the campfire relay your deeds to the rest of your party, your two random strangers, and be like, yeah, I am a hunter, or yeah, I did a quest for the knights, or I, I solved the political intrigue with a, with the with King Eirik and things like that. That that idea to me was very cool, of having the ability to share your deeds and maybe even promote discussion about Evermore. Like the the fire shares your deeds, and the person next to you says, "Wait, I didn't know that was a thing. I don't know you could be a hunter. How did you do that?" Mm-hmm. And then you get into a conversation about how to start and where to go. And then that person can now start a new quest and have a new adventure. I I like that idea and that that kind of thought process about it. I think it is important to note that this was like a demo. They set up in like four days. They were trying to what's what's the word? Kind of pitch this to as as like an idea to see if people are interested and and uh, and and if it's something that someone really wants. And I have a lot of thoughts on this whole process. I how many pages worth of thoughts would you say? <laughs> so just, I, just you know, throwing that out there. Just like if you had to put like a page. If you if you like had to like maybe I don't know type it up. How many pages do you think your thoughts would contain? Okay, well <laughs> these guys these guys are ribbing me because after this experience, I wrote a three page review to the Magic Campfire. Single spaced. It was single, single spaced. spaced. Uh, it's it's more writing than I do for most of my college assignments. Um, but <laughs> so I I wrote a three page review because I I felt pretty strongly about it and and that was kind of my condensed version too. I had like a longer one. I'm like, okay, this is just this is too long. I got to shorten it. And and I sent it into Magic Campfire and and what I thought about it. I re- I reviewed it as if the product had been finished rather than I- in a, in like a beta stage or whatever. Yeah, just like uh, or they, yeah, they, they, we we essentially functioned as a test group yeah, for them. Uh, they, they, uh, like they, they, had, they, they had multiple focus groups. Yeah, m- multiple focus groups throughout the evening to see would this would this be a good product? How 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 much we should charge for these like memory logs uh, and so on to just kind of get an idea of again how how it would fit into Evermore and then how uh, it could benefit Evermore as well. Just uh, it was very much a trial period for it. Yeah, and and that actually showed by a woman there who was in some sort of costuming. She wasn't a part of Evermore. It appeared that she was from infinite kingdoms and actually immediately after 
the whole experience she plowed right through into the questions kind of and and for me it was a little bit of a shock like this whole thing happened and then she's talking about money and purchasing and i was like i still don't really understand this this concept of what it is but but now that i've had time to kind of process everything let's talk about it i mean i appreciated wyatt's comments there what did you guys think of having the magic campfire be able to follow you around or even tell your story or what did you think of the magic campfire all around go ahead I, again, as I said, I wrote, uh, the the review I sent in was only three pages. I wrote quite a bit about my thoughts on this as an idea, and part of it was on the presentation itself, because as you said, Chandler, I didn't know what it was, what they were trying to sell, and immediately at the end, they were like, well, how much would you spend on this? And I'm like, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what you're selling. And, and they did offer some time to ask questions, but uh, at least for my group, it was very rushed. Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't even process the yeah. whole thing and ask any questions. Yeah, and, and one of our one of the ones that Dan and I was in, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just one person. They they gave us like three minutes and only one person got in edgewise to ask questions. So so Dan and I didn't even get a talk to give our feedback, give our or ask our questions while we were there. So most of what I know about Infinite Kingdoms and the Magic Campfire is what I checked out on their website and kind of gleaned there. Um, and their website is infinitekingdoms.com. You can go ahead and check that out and see some of the technology that they're trying to portray. Yeah, very, inter- very interesting stuff too. Mm-hmm. We got some really interesting stuff. Yeah, and I guess just in terms of the the product of Magic Campfire, these memory logs that store your experiences at Evermore. In terms of how that works overall, I don't know how it would be implemented. Like Wyatt said, I think it would be cool to be able to have a like a, a a register of hey these are the these are the quests you've done these are the things you've accomplished here are some special things about you here here is like the oh you're you're close with Seftis oh you're close with this person like that ha- have you heard this from them or blah 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 like it could be a it could be a very fun way see, to share quick little things about people who are there see and I think that's in my mind where what I would prefer from it or what i would like from it is not so much this storytelling aspect i don't i don't necessarily want the campfire to spread my stories around because you know maybe i'm a more private person or whatnot uh, but i would like it to keep track of what is going on with me and use it as a way for me to advance in evermore point me in the right direction or have an exclusive quit uh an exclusive quest because I am a hunter, not tell other people um, unless fair. I chose to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And and the, the lady that was presenting it was talking about how it would come up and it would start singing uh, my favorite song for everyone. That uh, That's not necessarily why I go to Evermore. I don't want other people, in my mind actually, when I'm doing Evermore, I imagine myself alone in this village without the other guests i kind of ignore them and i for me that's not a part of it so maybe that's why for me as a whole i don't necessarily want them to know right uh, my favorite song or my birthday or these different things i'm okay with evermore park having it and using it to further my experiences there but not for other people right i know that we, we we spoke with one of our friends at the park 
who was was also there. He's he he frequents the park. For example, he he went to the Magic Campfire, and it congratulated him on the birth of mm. uh, uh, of a new child that he hadn't really published super publicly. He had it on his personal account online, shared with just friends and family. But this thing knew about it, which was a little weird for him, and was like, "Whoa, this isn't the information that I come to evermore to share with people." I right. I. I I come to get information from characters. I, I'm not here to give my information to other guests. Especially because a lot of people, when they come to Evermore, they're playing a character. Right. right. And, and for me, that's what I want, is I want it to augment my own personal experience. So if I'm coming in playing a character, I don't want any information regarding something else. It has to be information that I'm freely giving, that yes. I'm giving in specific to my character. And, and so on how it tracks and, and follows that is kind of, you know, important to me. Right. And I, I personally wasn't a huge fan. They were Infinite Kingdoms or the, the woman there was explaining how the, the logs could actually be a bracer or something that you could wear or anything right. else. It wouldn't just be a log. Yeah. Right. Or rather, maybe that's something we gleaned from their website. And I like that idea better. I wouldn't pay for it for a log that I would have to heft around so it shares my favorite song. But I would pay for a bracer that can give me exclusive quests or keep my, I don't know, my relationships with the different factions in check or something where I can go in and check in for myself. Like a like a video game, for example, you have a quest log. Yeah, that exactly. That, you know, keep that, that, that is updated with the things that you've done. And maybe maybe the the magic campfire would be more of a portal for you to go like you you scan your thing you can chat with it to let it know what's up or you or you type it in or maybe it's more of a thing that you do when you come home and you have this access to it and then it's updated for the next time you come into the park uh, but uh, yeah it was a I see it as more of a vehicle of logging your actions less of your personal life you right know? yeah. Yeah, I'm not super into like sharing information and as the Magic Campfire, I'm more interested in like the technology and and something totally. similar that the Infinite Kingdoms have done and some of the people involved which is something called uh, Magic Quest. Um I'm in, I'm interested in kind of a more adult version of that, which isn't something that was talked about there no. at Dragon Haven, but rather we learned later on yes. through the website. Yes, yes, yes. And what is the nature of this Magic Quest? So Magic Quest is is like a it's set up in certain places. I'm not specific. I don't remember where they are. You can, again, look this up online. Uh, just kind of Google Magic Quest and you should be able to find it. Um, but what it is is that they, they sell these wands, like magic wands, kind of like at Harry Potter or whatever. And then you have interactive uh, like vehicles points or, or points that you can go to in screens. And a part of that you get like gold and, and, and like rewards and you go on a little story quest. So, and, and I'm a bit more interested in that, like in regards, if we had a bracer and it tracked like how many quests that we had done or how many people that we had helped. And if they had like a champion's night again, um, having the, the campfire, that information be like, oh, this person was super instrumental in helping a lot of the characters here. They get chosen because of that because the the information on their bracer or wristband or whatever remembers them and then it kind of a reward for right. getting more involved in evermore and, and being more entertained in evermore you get a reward of hey you've done a lot of quests and the park remembers you as 
as that and and in regards to that perhaps when you show up to the fake king the fake king has uh, like a screen so that it just scans your your wristband and see and he and they can see oh this is skylar and he's like welcome back skylar that that helps augment and enhance my experience in the way that i want and and another thought that we were having that night of when we were there at the magic campfire experience was what if they use this as a way to teach people how to evermore right this is a big problem that we have talked multiple times about that oftentimes newcomers don't necessarily know what this new form of entertainment is it's a new thing um, and using that interactive campfire where you can talk to it and it can respond back uh, really can be used as a tutorial moment, right? Have yeah. it outside or just inside the park and have it be the first stop where they can introduce themselves as whomever they would like to be and uh, practice u- asking questions and, and then having that campfire explain some of the characters and who they are or where they would be located one of the things that we were really frustrated and we understood was that we were kind of expecting a hologram type technology, yeah. uh, which I think would be amazing. And I kind of think that's where they would want to go if they had time to develop this a little bit more. Um, but say, for example, you're talking about this Gudrun character and her face showed up or, or some, or this is where she is always at the camp, the, the other fires down here. Right. Um, using this as a way to teach and really educate the public of what Evermore is and how to interact with it the way that that you can, you know, get everything out of it. I think that would be an amazing implementation of that technology. And even what, uh, going along with that and kind of going off of Skylar's comment uh, that he said earlier, I do see a lot of implementation for for the characters to get to know the the people personally. I think that's one of our favorite moments from Evermore is just like, hey, Seftus remembered my name or the fake king remembers my name or King Eirik remembers my name. It, this way, having something that you could log in and have the actor realize like, oh, this is Skylar. I've met with him before. I gave him this fake king name. I know him. And then having the fake king repeat that information back to you makes it a, a little more personal a little immersive. more exciting a little more immersive um not saying that the actors don't do a good job but this would be a way to help them and even give them more ability to to recognize uh their the the people that come and not only that but say evermore were to grow to 2000 people you can't remember that many names right and and they would help with replayability that technology definitely and and I would like it to be only characters that can hide the the voice actor. Yeah. Uh, I, I would be annoyed if, say, for example, when uh, had a tablet, I would be very pulled out. And the goal here is immersion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And back back to the discussion we were having at the top of the episode, if Evermore were to get to the point where linear stories were happening, scanning in at the start of the story would be awesome because it'd be like okay we have the list of people who are here on our adventure and then at the very end it's like what your your choices the things you did like that would be a perfect way of saying this is how the choices you have made have impacted the story here and again that's like whoa big speculation on how things could work together and that's way down the line but 
if Magic Campfire is to stick around and if Evermore is to explode into this massive thing that we all want it to ultimately become, like that is just one cool implementation of the Magic Campfire technology. And perhaps some other things that we've we've had thought thoughts about and kind of like how Wyatt mentioned is having like those guild those guild things. So if I'm a hunter, maybe there's a hunter only area where I can scan in and and, and get through the secret passcode or whatever. I am all about faction specific I- exclusive content. That makes right. me so excited. Yeah. Right. So so having that implemented with this technology would be very, very fun for me. Or or even like faction faction challenges. So you're like for mythos, I choose the hunters. The hunters are trying to obtain a goal, and then at the end, whatever faction wins changes the finale night in some way. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be a really cool concept. I'm, I'm very much into that. So so then uh, we talked about maybe what we liked about Magic Campfire. What are some things that maybe didn't rub, rub us the right way? Well, to be, to be quite frank, I didn't necessarily enjoy the delivery. The, the woman who was there, I don't, uh, and I don't blame her. Perhaps she's not. A performer right but she was not the best at explaining some things and so it came off at rubbing me very much the wrong way uh, where it was just an item to be sold and her vision of what she was explaining didn't seem to align with evermore to be frank uh, she kind of ruined it for me and the only reason why i am enjoying this is because of our conversations we I actually had a pretty negative reaction or I actually had a pretty negative experience with uh, this whole thing as knowledge that was not shared previously got into it and it was kind of it was shared without your consent correct um and so it was kind of a a negative experience there for me uh, I didn't have the best time with that I, and I actually didn't like the magic campfire I I can go along with that I actually didn't like the Magic Campfire at all the way that it was explained as just this storytelling line. I'm going to come here and I'm going to sit and just watch a screen. It felt like it betrayed what the product actually was. It was aimed to get us to talk, but really I was just sitting there being less interactive than I am normally in Evermore Park. So it actually had the negative... the opposite and i can agree with that as I, as i said before i also had no idea what they were selling so maybe we're not even you know portraying it right because again it was explained pretty bad and the information that i gleaned was from going to their website i was like okay what exactly did i just experience what am i supposed to be paying or, or what were they asking am i supposed to be paying money for and and I'm not. I'm also not particularly interested in sitting around a campfire and talking to other world walkers. Not that like that can't be fun, but I don't want to make that the main focus of my experience at Evermore. I'm there to experience the questing and adventures. Right. I'm not going to pay money to talk to a six-year-old, even though six-year-olds are quite interesting. I, I can do that on my own time, not necessarily. That's not why I'm going. Yeah, I would say you know, in in the end, I. Because I, I don't know how long Magic Campfire was in development. I know that they set it up in only four days. It's possible that they were still trying to figure out exactly what the Magic Campfire was. Um, and like sadly, we just didn't get the chance to give as much feedback as we wished we could have uh, there towards the end. Because then I, I think we would have been able to voice our concerns about, well, what about my personal information that I don't want shared? Is there a way that we can 
separate those things out? How exactly is it going to collect uh, this information? How and those sorts of things, uh, along with, well, how do you want to facilitate us talking to each other when we're coming in here to watch a presentation? Um, because we're not talking to each other in that. We're just watching a thing and experiencing it together, but we're not conversing. We're not telling the story. We're just watching it. Whereas in regular Evermore Park, we are the ones telling a story with those characters. Uh, so I think it's just one of those issues of the Magic Campfire, like Evermore, is still figuring itself out, I'm, I'm certain. And so s somewhere along the line, if they stick around, hopefully they'll be able to figure out where they fit in. And maybe some of our ideas can be taken into consideration here as we have basically just had like a half hour think like tank on it. Th th think tank on, on it just as just as four college boys but I, I think pe people who have the ah, like the, just like the hi highest hopes for Evermore Park in general I, I definitely really like the kind of technological ideas or concepts even if the magic campfire was in there in regard to like me and my f me and my friends can go into a room and then there can be like a story reason say mythos is coming the dra like there's like a dragon horde coming so in here you and your friends can share your experience in regards to hey use this technology that you have these bracers these wands these logs or whatever and the experience is like you're fighting dragons off to protect evermore a, a simple story that anyone can experience and say hey there's the story like there's waves of dragons coming to attack evermore go in and defend it and and that's kind of like a nice one-off show experience that can stay isolated while you can still go out and do stuff in the park yeah and then that 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 just adds in all sorts of opportunities for evermore to get into vr and other things that are happening right now and th with tech that could allow for these group experiences where you're you're doing more like fighting dragons or d fighting off hordes of whatever that you you can't do in real life because sadly dragons aren't real uh, don't tell the dragon back. trainers that please we take that back <laughs> dragons dragons aren't actually real. komodo dragons are real and they're cool but <laughs> wait but <laughs> like i i, th I yeah. think the it's because the mythosians killed them off it's yeah. true it's true Freaky that's mythosians, and that's man. and i i guess that's how i should have framed it was sadly due to the mythosians mm. uh they're hunting. not currently living Right now, right now yes. but in, in a few months they'll be very real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, those are my thoughts. Boop, la, la, boop, boop. I, I think I think on an overall note, we really enjoyed the concept of the technology and where mm -hmm. it could be yes. applied. We weren't a fan of the delivery. No, we weren't a fan of the the all immediately launching into how much we would no. be willing to buy this yeah, for. Nah. Uh, the the presentation was lacking, and that's really what our negative is. Other and the and the sharing of personal information. Correct. Yeah, and then that's yep. That was really other than Jardani. The only thing that that left me feeling like that was a good experience or something that was immersion was Jardani, and the voice he, actor for Sparky was good. He yeah. carried Jardani carried that whole thing with the the actor of Sparky, but yeah. really it was Jardani for me. Yeah. So in. In the end, we're we're hopeful to see what Magic Campfire is able to become. Yes, uh, it's it's an interesting thing. Hopefully, somewhere again in in the future, it's able to find its own footing uh, in 
evermore and it'll figure itself out. Um, but for now, we're just a little skeptic about how functional it would be for evermore park yeah. now as it is yeah because uh, again we're a lot of the things we were talking about is way down the line forevermore so uh, as of right now magic campfire for us doesn't fit the typical well, i guess the vision of what we have forevermore as guests yeah, just as it was. They may mm -hmm. they're probably going to tweak it and take Absolutely. take guess Absolutely. feedback. But definitely as it was doesn't fit the particular vision that that we as guests would like. But of course, mm -hmm. everyone's welcome to their own opinions. I know yeah. people who who really enjoyed that aspect yeah. of it. We would like to thank everybody for listening and and hearing what we have to say on the New Year's Eve party review and on the Magic Campfire review. If you have any questions about either of these things or about Evermore Park in general, please feel free to email us at worldtalkers.podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to go check out evermore.com to see any news upcoming about Mythos and about their custom shops, including their armor shops and their costume shops, which is very exciting. Um, also go follow them at Evermore Park uh, on their Instagram. It's at Evermore Park, that's right. And uh, yeah. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of the social media at World Talkers. We have another giveaway coming up, so please check us out. Follow us there and, and find out the rules there for our wonderful giveaways and content. And uh, if you go and leave us an Apple iTunes review, know that we're sending you all little digitalized kisses. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We love you. Yes, and thank you to everyone that's already done so, so far. We really appreciate it, and it helps us spread the word of Evermore even further. And on that note, thanks for listening. We can't wait to see you and Mythos and all the dragons to come beyond, beyond the portal. portal.